Welcome to the Feats and Fables 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons streaming game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you find your entertainment these days by searching for Feats and Fables. You want to watch us live and chat with us, we'd love to have you. Please join us on Twitch from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday night. I'm Paige Lightman, the DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglarond. Our heroes are part of the Foresters, an elite group of scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. Our heroes are racing towards the Singing Sands, uh, to try and recover an ancient elven artifact before people from Thay get there first. The red wizards of Thay wish to warp the artifact to their own evil ends. Currently, the heroes are in the mountains of eastern Aglarond at a dwarven settlement to seek their aid in finding a shortcut to the Singing Seas. Previously on Feeds and Fables, our heroes have gone through their loops, heard a petition from gnolls, about refugee resettlement, received accolades from Boulder Hall for having rescued the Seventh Special Legion, and are working out a deal with the dwarves for the use of the passage under the River Umber. Let's meet our heroes. All right, so we have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch night fighter played by Ron Frankie. Ready for adventure. We have Wildfire, a Fire Genasi Evoker Wizard, played by Joe Streaky. So I have a new bracelet which says, what would Mira do? Ooh, nice. <laughs> we have Rasts, a Lizard Boat Drake Warden Ranger, played by Coda of Codab Games. Hello, everyone. And we have currently, at this point in time, Bert. A bugbear alchemist played by Dr. Andrew Wong. Yeah, man, I'm just here meeting all of your pharmacological needs, man. And we have Belwin, a dwarven paladin played by Ben Heisler. Oh, I, I, wait, what, what, wait, what am I signed up for? <laughs> all right, so our heroes are currently in the uh, Hall of ancestors at a large party uh, in their favor where a group of Knoll refugees have uh, just Oop, that was not at all what I meant to do one second Three. Paige let me transition to that scene okay With fancy new transitions right? so fancy whoosh swing <laughs> Got it. Okay. Where they have just been gifted with armor, and uh, it's the kind of the morning after they have arrived, the Knoll delegation is uh, being carefully watched at an area off of the the throne room. And uh, you are left there talking to the twin queens of Boulder Hall uh, that would be Brangian and Freya Boltertan. 
what would you like to do? You're preparing to talk to the dwarves and kind of nail down the details of going through the uh, the passage to the scene scenes. I think we should do it, Victor. Having such a strong ally like Knowles on our team in our Aglarond would be invaluable. Not to mention leaving them to rot in the hands of the necromancers would be inhumane, even for Nulls. It is tempting to strike a blow against Thay whenever an opportunity presents itself, and it wounds me to hear their plight under the thumb of Thay. Then what is the problem? Well, we are on a mission, and we have that has to come first. Uh, just for clarity, Paige, we're in front of like the Knolls currently. The Knoll delegation has been moved into an area where they may uh, rest and uh, have food and drink if they wish it. Pretty much the dwarves have had them pushed off to a, a waiting room off to the side where they can be watched while the dwarves are talking this out. Okay. Uh, well, that's no right. I was salivating at the thought of what the dwarves would prepare for the gnolls. Uh, it is known as steak sushi. <sighs> well, since the gnolls are here, I will say, if you remember... Um, We've been tasked with retrieving this artifact, which if they gets it, they could use to pop open the defenses of Aglarond, and it would perhaps spell the end of the entire country. So we cannot pluck at low-hanging fruit at this time, especially since we'd have to go for such a long time in the opposite direction from our primary objective. This is no, no small detour. But once we get to the sands, we know exactly where we're going with the device that the witch gave us. Surely we could spare some time to help them. Uh, I'm not sure of that at all. I mean, we know Thay wants this artifact. We learned about it through their communications. So while we probably have an advantage, there's no telling how big it is. Hmm. I don't like turning a blind eye to the Knoll's plight. It doesn't feel right. It is. It is indeed hard. We can. Um, we're not the only forces Aglarond has. Possibly uh, other forces could be sent. They wouldn't be able to get there as quickly as us, but maybe there's something parent can do to help the gnolls. I mean, we do have Griffin Riders back in service after all, so men and material can be moved quite swiftly if needed. I'll, uh, did Joe, was it public knowledge that you were having ascending with Perrin? Yeah, I told you all about it. Your real 20 screen. 
So I will. Oh God, Paige's head is on one screen and body is on the other. What is <laughs> happening right now? No, ignore the ignore the the wizard behind the curtain. I just wanted to see how something looked on Ben's screen. It's fine. Move along. So they became a game of portal. You know what I especially love is on the stream, Paige's head reached all the way through the roll twenty screen. It is. Paige, extend your arm. What sorcery is this? If only Aglaron had Paige on their side, they could just have her reach over, rescue the Nomatrox, <laughs> and reach back. All would be well. Truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she does some, some epic. Re- Wait a minute. Um. <clears throat> Um, all right, harumph, harumph, harumph. Um, you get a out of that guy. Oh God, where were we? Oh, so I will turn to um, when you mentioned that that Perrin might be able to dispatch more foresters to help. I will turn to uh, Wildfire. <sighs> if we cannot go ourselves, you must mention the plight to him. I am sure he would be most interested. Mm-hmm. But you are not wrong, and if it is what your command is, Victor, then I will follow. That is good enough for me. <clears throat> and with that, like, I mean, it is clear that I'm not happy with this outcome, but like, my scales are tied. Um, I don't know what you want from me. Your scales are tied? My scales are tied. really uncomfortable. I, it, it very much is. But <laughs> thus is making a, a a scale pact with a human, I guess. I well, um, good. I, I would like to uh, verify a couple of things. Um, could we perhaps make plans in the morning? Sleep on it, as it were. Mm-hmm. This this is actually the next morning, but the because remember, uh, oh right, we did sleep on it, didn't okay. we? Sorry, yes, I forgot we slept. Uh, because, uh, for instance, uh, Victor, I almost I wanted to call him Trier and Ron. Uh, <laughs> Victor had armor fitted overnight, and it showed that's up. right, yeah. that's right. And so did Ross. All right, so no. Instead, I will say Yes. So instead, I'll say. Um, but well, you I'm... still have not gotten final buy-in from the queens to use the passage under the river umber. That is true. Okay. Um, so, my good queens, will you still grant us passage under the river? Small. <laughs> <laughs> What important detail? <laughs> a little more small talk. A little more small talk. Yes. Uh, Brangian and Freya look at each other uneasily, and uh, Freya actually steps forward to say, "I well, the we problem with the whole damn thing is, even inadvertently, we feared that it might be a route to for Thay uh, to get into the underground network of tunnels and." If so, that provides them another avenue of attack, and we keep our catacombs not far from there, and that is just a, a necromancer's playground at that point. 
Hmm. I'm I'm just not sure. She looks to Brangian, and Brangian's like, we owe these people so much, including the life of my daughter. And I'm not entirely sure what to say when I balance that against the good of all of Boulder Hall. And uh, at that point in time, an, an elderly dwarf woman walks into the hall and says, Children! And both of the queen's heads snap around. Like, it's that <laughs> mom voice. And she says, I have talked to these young folk. And that one, she points a, an aged finger at Victor, seems like he's got the genuine best interests of Aglarond at heart, which is a damn sight different than the best interests of Boulder Hall, but you have to give him credit for it. That one, she points at Ross, seems like he is uh, in this to follow this other one, but it says a lot about Aglarond if they're taking lizard folk into their ranks. She ah, uh, I, I I shot my mouth knowing that's not. Nope. She uh, strides forward and she's very plainly dressed, um, and while quite old, is still pretty vital. And uh, she walks forward like the hall's gone completely silent. And uh, she points a crooked finger at, at Wildfire. You! I haven't talked to you yet. You're on mute, Joe. Talk then, I'm here. Right. Why are you risking every bit of your bony ass for the Foresters and for Aglarond? I owe them my life. What do you mean? I was in a very rough place, and the uh, forester saved me. You could have still walked away. I mean, you're a wizard, right? That's the word. Couldn't I you am a wizard. Disappeared into the population and gone elsewhere. I certainly could have. Doesn't change the fact that they saved my life, and I owed them a debt. She uh, she nods her head briefly, and then looks at the queens, and says. I think they're good people, but that's just one woman's opinion. And uh, she reaches over and pats Brangian on the, the arm and gives Freya's shoulder a squeeze and says, I'm going back to my, my smithy now. The queens remain uh, in a very formal posture saying, goodbye, mom. Yes, mother. Thank you. <laughs> very, it's the meekest they've looked since she walked. <laughs> And uh, she she uh, trundles off to wherever she came from, with the room still being entirely silent. Uh, as she leaves, Brangian sits down and says, Well, uh, apparently me mama likes you. She shrugs at Freya, and Freya gives her the... Mm. <laughs> I, all right, then. Well, if Ma says that you're good people, then I'm certainly not going to argue with her. Uh, the thing is, you can't just get loose in those tunnels. You don't know where you're going. And as nice as y'all are, you ain't a dwarf. And the queens look at each other, and then both look at Belwyn. Hmm? You. I? Yes. What? I think you're going on a bit of a field trip, daughter. What? 
Yes, you are going to accompany these fine folks through the tunnels and uh, make sure all the right decisions are made to look out for the uh, the best interests of all. But Ma, 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 I, I, just, I just got home. Freya holds up one finger and just shakes her head now. What? Wait. You can't you can't just go directly to the one finger. We gotta have some discussion here first. There's a bit of back and forth before we get to, you know, one finger or the head shake or any of that stuff. Oh, you wanna take it up with your grandma? Uh, uh, you know what? I I think I'm gonna go stuck to her. Both of them shrug and give you a look that you can only interpret as may the force be with you. <laughs> Someone gets up and walks out. Okay. Are you sure she didn't just do a runner? (laughs) (laughs) There's a a chuckle goes up from the room. And uh, Freya said, she might try and do a runner. But if she gets away from her grandma, she knows she ain't coming home again. Ross leans over to Wildfire. What's happening here? Uh, we've apparently been given a princess. That's good. Well, I think we got used to the tunnel, so that's good, at least. I mean, the Belwyn seemed like an able fighter, and, you know, she saved our bacon a little bit with the, uh, she certainly saved my bacon with the Necromancer, so certainly I owe her a little bit, so I think she'll be a fine traveling companion. She does seem fierce. Yeah, I agree. Freya says, well, uh, I believe it'll only be a matter of time before uh, (laughs) before dear Belwyn is back in here and ready to march. Having said that, we'll need to outfit you for a trip of some many miles. Uh, I think it's about probably eh, 50 miles to the point where you're going to have to decide to make a right to go get the knolls that are left to go to the sting and stand. So uh, you'll need riding lizards, you'll need water, you'll need uh, firewood, you'll need rations and rope and all those kind of things. Uh, It'll take us uh, how big of a hurry are you? Are you in to leave? We're in a, a decent hurry. Yep. Well, uh, I tell you what: do you want to leave tomorrow morning, or do you need to leave today? Well, we're still waiting on contact from our leadership, so I think perhaps tomorrow morning is the correct plan. Um, and certainly, I have some some purchases I need to make here, some components that I that were lost during my captivity and whatnot. Aye, you come see me about your magical components. I'll see that you get the best that our, our smiths and shops offer. Excellent. says, I'll set it up with the Outriders to make sure you have what you need to succeed in the tunnels and get you what maps we're we can part with. Excellent. Has Bowen made this trip before? She's not. No. Hmm. She's uh, she's been with the uh, the tunnel rats uh, before on various patrols, but the like I said, the tunnel under the umber has been long unused, and who knows what's moved into it. We mostly just uh, 
protect that area. When we have some time and spare resources, we're going to start opening it up and, as I said, tunneling towards the north uh, with the ideal of getting to a stretch of tunnels that will take us straight to uh, Gonaldrim. Well, uh, perhaps we can get prepared and, and uh, rest up and get ready for the journey tomorrow morning? Sounds good to me. Excellent. Uh, uh, if uh, you're well known as heroes of uh, Boulder Hall, I'm sure the merchants and smiths will be right generous with you. Yeah, better get properly equipped for the journey rather than running off forgetting our toothbrushes. Excellent. Yes, who would, who would want to do that? Just like run off in the night and just make their way as best they can. This yes. is funny because some oh. years ago, this team ran out of Fortress Clarendar <clears throat> with their tails on fire, extremely wounded. I think so, you had 12 hit points between them all. Is your goal not to have the spell components for your spells? Because that can be arranged. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get them now. Okay. Did she say riding lizards? Yes. She did. Do you want to go see them? No. Fair enough. So, what are we doing? Uh, I'm going to go pick up some spell components. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for a gilded skull and uh, ornate box and a ornate inlaid vial. You know, totaling about 1,200 gold in across the pieces. First, certain right. spells that require now very expensive reagents, apparently. Sure. So Freya uh, works with you a moment and then sends you off with one of her adjutants. Uh, to go through various places. Uh, the, the gilded skull you find is actually a very cool skull of a gilded raven. Nice. Or it's a raven skull that's been gilded. So it's only like, you know, this big. Sure. Uh, and a lockbox, like dwarves got lockboxes coming out their ears. And the other one was what, a gold vial? Yes. Let me go pull up the specific list. Uh, that is easy enough to do. They take a glass vial and uh, actually uh, uh, dip it into gold so that the gold is on the outside of it. Let's say a golden laid vial. Oh, a... golden laid. Sure enough, yep. they put the molten gold in and roll it around. An ornate stone and metal lockbox. The gilded skull and a vial. Oh, nope. Nope, not that one. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Nope, uh, no thank you. No thank you. I'll pass on a vial of blood obtained within... A vial of blood from a humanoid killed within the past 24 hours. Pass. pass. You want to get the honor of collecting that yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so, do we want to have Belwyn versus her grandmother? Well, no, it's not exactly versus. Fair enough. But I'm I, better. 
Just remember, Ben, when you have a disagreement with somebody, don't face them. You have to turn and stand next to them. That way it feels like you're on the same side. Mm -hmm. <sighs> That's true. So, uh, Belwyn heads back to Ursuld Smithy. Right. I like how I'm, I'm wee tiny. Oh, there we go. Now I'm, now I'm a good size. I was just bigger. She's just bigger. Uh, you know, pillar of the community. She's got to be huge. Is she huge? No, no, she's okay. not. Hey, Gran. Hmm. What? She uh, pours a heavy crucible of uh, metal into a mold, and. Uh, and kind of looks at you over the, the smoke pouring off of it. What you need, girl? So, Ma and Ma want to send me down off these, uh, these here adventures. No, that sounds like good fun. What? I just got home. Right. And now it's time for you to get out. I feel like we've gotten awfully, oh, I don't know, insular since your grandfather's time. What? Moradin, protect his soul. Insular? Yes. You don't think so? You don't think so? Well, I don't know. Now that you say it, I do kind of think so. Mm. And if they're sending me out... You'll learn... You'll meet people. You'll learn skills. Travel's good for you, girl. Wait, are you saying this is like another one of those study abroads where you sent me away for six weeks to, you know, the butt end of... Uh, where was that? Airspur? <laughs> yes. Airspur's a lovely city. Your father, your grandfather and I courted there for a while. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Well, you know what? And Belwyn gets gets a grin at that. I think that that is a great idea, and I think I'm going to go talk to Ma and Ma and tell them that I'm going to be willing to go, and that also I think we're too insular, and I've got just a plan for that. Oh, I'm sure that Brangian is going to hate it. Oh, I. Excellent. Good. Rattle her cage a bit. She's awfully, oh, stuffy. What? Stuffy? You can't be saying that about your own child. Oh, I can say that about my own child. Brangie's too stuffy and, well, Freya gets mad at everything. Goes off like a firecracker at the least spark. Well, right. But, you know, that's... I raised them. I know what they are. Oh. Wait, does that mean you're responsible for the way they are? I maintain that your grandfather uh, went a long way towards that as well, but I must say that Bright Boots always been a good influence on Brangie, and he's such a nice boy. All right, all right. Well, uh, thanks then, Gran. I'll uh, I'll see you in a bit, in a boot. Right. Give your father my love. All uh, right, right. I'll make sure I swing by and see him too on the way. Alright. So, next? Paige, that day, like, Ross is very, like, he is sticking to the room because that's where the fire is. And, like, God, if that doesn't feel better than literally anywhere else in this godforsaken hellhole. Actually, once they figure out that you're cold all the time, they take you down to a deep, deep part of Boulder Hall where they actually use the heat of molten rock 
to run a lot of their forges. And uh, the heat is swelteringly intense. Ooh, I get a personal invitation into the Dwarven Forges? Yes. Uh, I mean... Uh, they, they take you on the grand tour, and, like, the coolest place down there is about 95 degrees. As much as I would love that, though, I feel like being in the rooms where I actually have to do, like, the packing and the organizing, because, like, let's face it, I'm going to be carrying all this shit as the barbarian. <laughs> oh, wait, no, we've got a sock now, don't we? We've always had a sock. You have always had a sock, and you do have. You are. You heard something about riding lizards. Mary, can I remember a time when we didn't have a sock? But those were not great times. But still, I feel like having to do an equipment check is only necessary. So, as much as the grand tour of the really warm forges, I feel like I am stuck in the room with my stupid little fire. Packing up my bags, agitated that we're not saving Knowles, and my friend Mira, who is normally the one to talk to me down from situations like this, isn't here. So I'm less packing the sock and more just like punching things into the other dimension that is contained within the smelly gym sock. Punching the gym the sock, sock does not smell. It smells perhaps of yes. lavender. Press digitation for the win. So, like, I'm not the happiest camper right now, and anybody who sees me, it's very clear that Ross is just not in a good place. Sure. So, uh, Wildfire kind of walks in. He's got an armful of, of magical components as well as, like, mundane components right like hard tack and stuff like that for the journey and they'll kind of see ross wrestling with the uh bag of holding ross is everything okay i don't like it she's she's gone wildfire mira she always had a level head for things like this she knew how to talk to victor I think it'll be fine. I don't think we need to worry about it. We should be rescuing those gnolls. I think that that, uh, when we get our instructions from Perrin, I think we will have a clear direction where we need to go. But the worst part is, is that Victor's not even wrong about the situation. See, this, this is why I can't be the leader of the tribe. I couldn't make a decision like Victor could. I think you probably could if you wanted to. I think if you if you realize the if you had people under your command, you you would have no choice but to make that kind of decision. But it's more than that. Victor isn't doing this because of us, the people under his command. Victor is making his decisions for the good of Aglarond. If it were me, we would be halfway down that tunnel on our way into Fey. Well, I mean, we have to go down the tunnel whether, no matter what direction we're going. That is beside the point. <laughs> now, it's... Uh, I, I'm also sorry that Mira is gone. Her, her, her being gone is a great loss to us. And it's certainly hard for me to not think that 
Mira would want us to go and rescue the gnolls. It's the kind of thing she would have greatly opposed Victor in. And given that she was a uh, uh, attaché, she would have had a perhaps a better stance than you do in disagreeing with the commander. That is well put, but again, I cannot go against Victor unless Perrin were to say otherwise. But I don't think he would. In this situation, I think Victor has the right of it. Uh, I kind of walk over and pat you on the shoulder and say, I'm sure everything will work out just the way it needs to. Well, I wish I could have such faith. Mm. Oh, wait, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> what is the phone? <laughs> uh, Paige, what, what echoes through my head? Uh, all right. What echoes through your head is the voice of Perrin Alistrara. And uh, the message is, Bolo Drow named Maligar, extra-legal friend, might be helpful. Okay for Silvio to stay. We'll contact him separately. Just greased bunch of Thayan archaeologists. Bought time. I like to imagine that you actually have a little, like, jeweled Bluetooth headset in your ear all the time. <laughs> it requires a sapphire to make it go. Yeah, exactly. It's like Once again, I would just like to point out that you forgot to put that you can respond to this message at the end. It's required, people! Oh, I, I know, I know. Make him a magical item. Pam's magical headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pam's magical yeah. head. Let me write that down. Or earpiece, really? Yes. Yes. It would be copper inlaid because that's part of the material components, and then with the sapphire because Bluetooth. Well, like that, the <laughs> copper oh. that hangs down a little bit, and then the the sapphires, the actual microphone. Ooh, this is very. Yeah. It wraps around the ear and just kind of sits there. It's it's it all works out. Okay. What I'm hearing is that we definitely need to have a uh, an artificer in the party to be making the are, are you kidding? I, I can do this as the DM. I can do this all night. I mean, you could just ask Bert. I'm sure he could hook you up. The best part is, is we make one for everybody, and then we just use them as, like, headsets of sending. <laughs> and... On occasion, when we are entertaining dwarves, uh, you know the one that uh, uh, they can they can broadcast to an open area and like some sort of speaker system. Is where is uh, Victor at about this time? Um, so Victor would spend about half the time uh, getting ready for the trip, coordinating getting all his gear in order. But then he probably would take advantage of being in the Dwarven Hold and just kind of start poking around and asking, there's got to be some Dwarves that specialize in crystals or the earthen element or that kind of thing. Just kind of try and investigate and see if anyone knows anything about these um, prosthetics that he was quote-unquote gifted. And, But not like 
you know, running from place to place, but just kind of browsing, I guess. Okay. So while, while Victor is um, prepping stuff uh, for the coming journey, there's uh, sort of a, a knock at the door to whatever storeroom that uh, the party, I guess, is probably set up at. And they, uh, let's say a, a, a live uh, drow gentleman uh, with a top knot and a rather fine white satin robe on um, pops his head in and goes, excuse me, I'm, I'm looking for Bert. I was Bert. told he was in here. Bert the alchemist? Alchemy, yes. Yes. Uh, he's not here now. I saw him, uh, I don't know, in the last 15 minutes. He should be around helping with the preparations. Oh. And the drow uh, gentleman sort of cocks his head at, uh, at Victor and goes, you wouldn't happen to be uh, Victor Toussaint, would you? Uh, yes, that, that is my name. I mean, there's probably not too many humans in this dwarven, dwarven city. Uh, who, who might you be? Ah, I, I am Malagar, and, uh, I think an associate of yours, uh, Perrin, Perrin Alistrara, uh, told me I should come here and find you, that, uh, you might, uh, be in need of some assistance. Really? Perrin sent you personally? Yes, we were uh, on a pirate ship out in Antumbel, taking in some sun and uh, uh, enjoying some light raiding. And uh, they said that, uh, well, I was actually headed towards a place I think you're also headed. Uh, and uh, he mentioned that uh, your crew might be in need of some help. Um... It is true that we could use help. Uh, we had an unfortunate passing. Um, what sort of help can you provide? Well, I'm actually reasonably good at uh, desert travel, for example. Uh, I am a licensed cleric uh, in this part of the world now. <laughs> Licensed. <laughs> All right. Not ordained. Licensed. <laughs> and uh, well, we actually let me find Bert. I I need to uh, pick something up from him that uh, we had agreed to exchange uh, a little while back. But maybe I can come find you all in a little bit. All right. Um, I mean. We could definitely use a desert travel expert. Um, it was it was nice to meet you. Yes, it's a pleasure. And he shakes your hand, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Victor's perfectly willing to shake the hand of a of a drow that um, parents it to find them. Yep, and he also has uh, a a matching uh, white eye patch that sort of coordinates well with the uh, robe that he's wearing. Okay. Well, Victor knows what it's like to have chunks of your body missing, so yes. that warms him up a little bit. 
Um, anyway, Malagar, that... Malagar and Victor are bonding over their missing body parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll come find you. I, I shouldn't be too long. And he, he wanders off in whatever direction you might have mentioned Bert being in. All right. I probably knew the at least general area where he was. Okay, Paige. So I will uh, send back to Perrin. Uh, found an interesting opportunity. Expect reinforcements. Silvio, more details. Got approval to follow Dwarven Tunnels. We'll contact once we are in the sands. Okay, uh, that's your reply? Yep, that's my reply. Okay. Do you say that out loud? No, I definitely walk out of the room. <laughs> I don't say that in front of Rob. Actually, I think sending can be done entirely mentally. That is true. Yeah, I think so. I like, I like to imagine that you've got one finger in your ear and you're just like, like right in the middle of our that's, conversation. That's the somatic component. That's the somatic. Just like this is how you do it. You just I mean, do this and look upwards. You, it works you have great. To touch your copper wire with the Bluetooth with the yeah, uh, exactly, the, exactly. The sapphire attachment and look up. <laughs> and <laughs> also, it's like, what? What is a phone? <laughs> um, got to pair it with your phone. <laughs> So I will, uh, after I do that, after I kind of pause for a moment, I'll say, okay, uh, Ross, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be here. As he punches uh, a, a thong into the sock. It's <laughs> the only thing I can oh, think of that was oh, of my head. Are we sure about giving Ross unrestricted <laughs> sock access? Gross. <laughs> And Ross, didn't we all agree he had to carry his own a lot of the time? <laughs> okay, okay. If it makes you feel better, it could be my ghost lantern that is no longer attuned. There yeah. you go. There you go. Much better. Or a towel better. or, you know. Nope, nope. I am a small business owner, Paige, okay? I have to take care of the merchandise. Fair enough. This is all really upsetting. Ross, Ross don't worry. It'll, it'll all work out. I promise. I go and find Silvio. Silvio is uh, not too far away from the courts, uh, hanging out, and, um, you know, since there's not a whole lot going on, since you all have decided to leave tomorrow, uh, he's probably just, you know, watching dwarves look around while he drinks. Silvio, do you have a moment? Apparently I have all day, so uh, by all means. I think we should go after the gnolls. Oh. I... Don't think that Victor obviously doesn't feel that way. Ah, uh, are we? But um, there is a, there are several people in our command structure who could overrule him, and so I was planning on informing him that uh, Perrin has told us to go after the gnolls. I was but, say, or you could just you know merely tell him something that was uh, perhaps garbled in translation in descending. Perhaps, but um, if I'm going to hide some truth from him, I might need your assistance, perhaps? I, oh, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the best at delivering a, uh, a lie like that, but like you have an excellent skill at it. 
How many times have you heard me lie? Like, what, what is this? I am the best part about. Uh, put your hand down. Put your hand down. <laughs> the thing is about the lies, you have to uh, see it with a bit of truth. Uh, but because I believe that uh, these knolls, uh, they need our help, uh, and that is what Aglaron does. Uh, and if we sacrifice our core of uh, helping people in fear of uh, security, then they have already won. Besides, there's countless artifacts and relics and all kinds of other crap hidden in deserts and in forests and buried in dungeons and all kinds of stuff. People, on the other hand, they are important. So, let me tell you a thing or two about lying. <laughs> Let me give you the crash course. <laughs> I do love crash courses. I feel like it starts out with it's all about the micro movements. <laughs> keep your face totally still. <laughs> Either be that, or you're just always so animated that no one just, can pick up on it. Just be so animated, the most animated. Okay, cool. I'm ready to do this thing. Uh, so when you are ready to go do that, after we have had the prep talk, uh, I will, uh, first of all, cast a spell, uh, which I hope you do not counter, because that would be awkward. I do not. Uh, so... No one else nearby counters it either. That's good, because otherwise I can just see like a whole class of dwarven <laughs> it's just being like, yeah, gotcha. This is when Paige comes in on Joe's master plan here. Counterspell, counterspell, counterspell. It's going to happen someday. It's going to happen. Uh, so Sylvia will cast Enhance Ability with Eagle Splendor. So you have advantage on all charisma checks. Excellent. Hour or until I stop concentrating. Uh, and then we will, uh, you know, just like a, a very uh, Shakespearean story, right outside the door, we'll you go talk to Victor. We will have a very quick powwow, and by powwow, I mean we'll have a very quick prep talk. Uh, I'm all prepped. I will inspire you so that you also have bardic inspiration for the next uh, ten minutes. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and then I will go stand away so that uh, things cannot be bad to me. <laughs> close, enough. close enough. Very Shakespearean. Okay. So we've had some great lines here. One that would make good episode titles. One would be, I think we should go after the Knolls. Solid. But then, let me tell you a thing or two about lying. <laughs> but, and then I shall move away so that nothing can be tied to me is also a pretty good episode title. <laughs> I feel like this is a scene where where he is, you are standing on a balcony overlooking the conversation. I was thinking it's either that or they're on a balcony and I'm under them. There you go. Yep. From there, but either way. And then you're like, attaboy, wildfire, that's how you do it. Okay. My star people right there. So I'll, I'll go to uh, Victor's room, knock on the door. All right. I mean, Victor wouldn't be in this room, but you would know where he is. He's well, probably... I would go to wherever Victor is, then. Where would Victor be? Uh, probably in the supply area, doing supply stuff. Checking out the lizards. If Ross doesn't want to see him, Victor will go check him out, make sure they're uh, so he can just he can describe them to Ross. Yeah, that's so. gonna be that's gonna be a, a bridge that we cross at a later date. I feel like we got enough going on. Right I now. mean, you can walk if you want. 
So they actually take you down, 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 down below and like past all these barrels of dwarven holy water that are aging. And uh, where there's a series of heavily armored doors and with like murder gates. And uh, beyond them is just unworked stone. <clears throat> Uh, and the lizard stables are there. The lizards are about, I don't know, 10 feet long. They, uh, have, they're kind of long-legged. They're kind of like a long-legged alligator. Long-legged, thick-bodied alligator. Dewback. They look kind of like a smaller dewback. Uh, for those of you who are Star Wars nerds. Are these the riding lizards from 4th edition that I love so much? Yes! Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to look those up. Yes! <laughs> they're not the spiders. They won't climb walls but yeah no, uh but there's there they come in all sorts of shades of mottled pale gray and brown and up to kind of a deeper chocolate brown and they seem very placid and amiable as saddles are loaded on them and panniers of food are put along them as well they're just trying the saddles for today and getting things organized so that tomorrow morning they know how to load it and you can go i'll um Ask the attending dwarves uh, what they eat. Oh well, uh, these uh, these folks are super hardy. The dwarf uh, uh, livery attendant slaps the lizard on his side. Uh, trust me, these babies can eat uh, mushrooms, oozes, carrion. Uh, they're not real good predators. Uh, they're definitely more scavengers, but. Uh, They've been bred to eat damn near anything, and they don't have to eat very much. They also don't go very fast, but they uh, but they don't have to stop. Like they'll go a full eight, ten, twelve hours walking with uh, without any complaints. Hmm. That uh, seems perfect. Mm, I uh, your group's used to uh, the woman says your group's used to riding horses, right, or ponies. Yeah, we all have at least some experience doing that. Well, your asses are going to hurt something fierce for the first uh, several days. I'll, uh, I'll pack some salve. I, pre I appreciate it. Wow, Victor, these are mighty large lizards. Yes. They, uh, they mostly eat carrion and slimes and stuff, so... Uh, so after some discussion with Perrin, uh, he thinks it would be important for us to go and rescue the Knoll Patriarchs. Patriarchs. Patriarchs? Patriarchs, yeah, sorry. Patriarchs! Wrong letter. Mm -hmm. Then I guess that's what we'll do. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Page, definitely uh, definitely that bardic inspiration die. Victor, Victor has an astonishing passive perception of I believe, or in, in, inspiration insight. Of nice. Then uh, you rolled better than I did. Which means <laughs> that uh, I'm so proud. Jesus H. Polywoggle Joe. So, wow, you uh. So eleven apparently is pretty stout. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like they should call you wildfire. They should call you wildfire. And I mean, Victor, you know, he doesn't have any reason to suspect anything. Uh, so, well, that 
that is good. I, I, it felt um, uncomfortable ignoring the Knowles like that. And even with Griffin Riders, it's unclear when a squad of our caliber would be able to brought to solve the problem. So uh, I guess things works, works out. Indeed. Oh, he did mention also a, we had a, a bit of a conversation. He mentioned some sort of operative by the name of Malagar. Who oh, might be I, of some to us. Yes, I've met him. He's apparently a drow desert expert. So huh. uh, it's odd because we're not going to the desert anymore. But um, well, we're heading to the desert after the knolls. That's true. You're right. You're right. We're not. We're not never going to the desert. You see. Yes, of course. And, and you know, we did. Need, he's aware of Mira's loss. So he, I'm sure, he realized we needed a replacement, or at least uh, replacement. Maybe not the right word, but we needed an additional traveling companion to buoy our numbers. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Maligar is a licensed cleric. I don't know. Uh, what licensed that, cleric. Oh, what that well, that's means. good. That's good that he's licensed. Uh, I hope he's licensed in Thay. But I mean, <laughs> it would be a shame if he couldn't heal us here heal us <laughs> because of uh, you know Buric red tape. Oh, Buric that'd be the worst. Tape. So uh, yeah, we should uh, check his credentials. If he has one of those multi-state licenses, it'll be fine. Okay. They have reciprocal licensing with Agron. Or only for clerics. Only for clerics. Yeah, probably only for clerics. <laughs> but uh, he was a pretty pleasant fellow. Um, he was going to talk to Bert uh, so, for some reason. And then uh, he'll probably pop up around here pretty soon in the next hour or so, and we can all meet him. Um, especially if we're going to be traveling. I mean, it'll be good to have... Uh, to have him with us since uh, we're going to rescue the gnolls. Yes, it'll be excellent. Well, uh, I will uh, continue preparing then. All right. I think I've checked out the lizards. I'm going to go see if there's any dwarven elemental earth crystal experts around. I'll come with you. I need to get a pebble. <laughs> that seems fair. I'll ask them a question about the Gala Moore, and you can ask them for a pebble. And I think one of us will be leaving happy for sure. You know it. Alright, so uh, a pebble is easily found, but like the dwarves <laughs> look at you funny. Like, it's gotta be the right pebble. It's gotta be the right pebble. Like, is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> I believe what... I'll have to get dwarvish in case you... <laughs> I don't think you do. I nope, believe I do it's not. gotta be an artisan pebble kind of pebble and uh finally one of the dwarves calls over one of their children and speaks to them rapidly in dwarven and the kid comes back later with like a double handful of pretty pretty stones that are pebbles i sort through them and find the perfect one for my vial fair enough uh so your talk of the game of more uh they send you off to some uh of the older dwarves and, uh, you know, a dwarf lives, I think, 350-ish years. And some of these are right up on the, the edge of that. And uh, they say that their parents had told them stories of the uh, Gale of Moor and the uh, building of the Watchwall. Uh, but most of them have not... It, like, some, some of them report having seen a Gale of Moor, but they, they look at your prosthetics, the crystals in your teeth, 
And while they're very impressed with them, they don't seem to have any intelligence on them. Mm. Fair enough. I will I will keep asking. Maybe the gnolls have uh, some ancestral tales about having rocks implanted in your head. You never know. You never know. Well, Paige, I'm going to go find Ross. Uh, I believe Ross is angrily packing. I mean, at some point I will finish and go try to catch some sweet, sweet forge heat, but, you know. No, 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 it's, no, it's good. So I go, I go to, I, I come back, um, and, uh, Ross, why don't you come to me with the forge? I need to get some ash anyway. All right. I suppose getting out of this room might do me some good. Oh, and, uh, good news, uh. Victor's decided that we're going to save the gnolls. I, I kind of stop. <laughs> <laughs> Technically true. Victor decided that. Well, so after we, some discussion with, with me and with Perrin, remotely. Wait a minute. Perhaps you'd better start at the beginning. Sure, I tell you the entire story. It's a very short story. I talked with Perrin... Parents said we should get the gnolls. I told Victor, Victor agreed. Very short. That seems completely trustworthy, and I have no reason to doubt it <laughs> in any way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face through that. Here, I'm really good at this. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm getting better at telling this story. Here's the problem, Joe. Here's Is there on there, Joe? I mean, it's surely still the hour, right? I mean... Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I got a 15. I got a 15. Also, also, here's the problem, Joe. On some level, Ross wants to believe. Yeah, just, so... just want to believe. It's fine. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. 5, 8, 15. It's just going up. I'm just getting much better at this story the longer I mean, we go. It doesn't have much of a choice but to go up. <laughs> that's probably true. You have you have advantage because of his belief. That's true. That's true. Then outside, Silvio is drinking, and just a single tear rolls down his eye. I'm just so, uh, <laughs> so proud of you. That was awful, but I'm still proud you tried. <laughs> I don't know. Like Ross is a little split on this now because, like, he truly believed that, like, Victor had the right of it. That, like, eye on the prize, greater, greater greater good but like also the satisfaction of the here and now like that that feeling is not to be denied either so yep, this, yep, this, yep, like yep. ross is not really sure how to feel about this decision but you know Aaron a, thinks the nose will be very handy one one good fight and all of those feelings will be washed away in the sweet sweet bliss of adrenaline <laughs> yep that's true that's true it's fine. Par Perrin thinks that the gnolls will be a great allies to to uh, to us all. I'm just gonna keep digging this hole. I love this hole. I live in this hole now. It's great. Monstrous. <laughs> Monstrous. Yeah, you do. I go down and get some ash from the forges and leave Ross there to warm up. Oh my god, it's so amazing. I'm just imagining, like me, the player, I'm just imagining it and. It it must be delightful, guys. It's winter right now. I've got I've got my blanket for warmth because I live in a, the hellscape that is south southern United States, where it's actually pretty mild right now. If you're not me, <laughs> yeah, Cody gets cold so easy, so easy. Mm -hmm. 
Dakota's being cold all the time and my post hysterectomy hot flashes trying to be in the same room together is real bad. <laughs> there were several times recording the podcast where Paige attempted to kill me through freezing. So <laughs> I can't even more blankets because it's like, baby, there's only so much clothes I'm willing to take off here. It's right. The doors are kind of like, do you want to take a, we can show you all the, and you're like, no, I'm just going to stay here for a while. Like these rocks right here are real warm. I'm they just going to hug them for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like I've gotten everything I've wanted. Warmth, and we're going after the gnolls, and yet inside page. Yeah. Still feel like Victor may have been right. Mm. Mm. That is something you'll need to discuss with Victor. Why did getting you. everything I wanted hurt so much? <laughs> My plan is to go and uh, go to the uh, chest where we stored all of... Uh, Mira's things. Yep. Uh, and take a small spoonful of water and put it into the vial. Okay. Uh, and then stopper it permanently. Uh, get them to kind of cover the top in gold to, to fully stopper it. Uh, and then I'm going to go back to my room and begin scribing spells for the rest of the day. Yeah, you, do you mean your, your room or the communal ready room? Oh, the communal ready room. It has the most space. Yeah. We're, I would imagine we were we were functionally sleeping in kind of bunks functionally. No, they were uh -huh. guest rooms, but it's a suite. It's like uh, like six different bedrooms with a common area. Sure, I need a fair amount of space to do scribing, especially from a spare book I've never used before. So I'm gonna yeah. kind of set up in there and start scribing some. Space. They'll bring you a table and a desk and light. Excellent. It's gonna take so much room to remove the human skin that that necromancer spellbook is bound in. <laughs> I rub it on my face. Do you? Do you really? No. All right. Now we're at the second. Maybe later. Let when I'm know. in private. It's got creepy. It's got it's creepy. Uh, yeah. No reason to make you make saves. I'm going to start with Misty Step. Were you perhaps thinking of cutting to Belwyn, Paige? Yes, Belwyn. You were going to go talk to. Your All right. I'm going to talk to my mom and my mom and my dad. In the good news de uh, uh, department, Belwyn. In doing this conversation, Chad has decided that we definitely have a floating player inspiration as well. Ooh, so, maybe we can get out of going on this trip yet. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, chat has spoken. That is good. I think I got one earlier from saying something terrible or hilarious. In you said chat. something funny in chat. All right. So I will not claim it yet. But as soon as I spend it, you know, and then have to get use another one, I'll definitely grab it. Uh, so you so. are talking to your family. Right. All right. So when you enter the throne room, uh, Brangian and Freya are there in conversation, and Bright Boot, your father, has strolled in and is uh, standing next to his wife with a plate of canapes and uh, and counseling her about something in hushed tones. When you walk in, uh, his face lights up, as does your mother's and your aunt's. And uh, they're like, ah, here you are. <clears throat> you did talk to Graham, didn't you? Oh, oh, I, I. Now, Pa, they did tell you that they were sending me off. I just got home, and they're already just, you know, getting rid of me. Did you, did you hear about that part? I, there, I did uh, hear about that? that part. I've, uh, I've taken the liberty of packing you a bag. It's got <laughs> uh, some of your favorite foods in it. He comes over and hands you a, a well-made backpack. And I, I got you a new pair of boots. I, I didn't know how old those old those were, so 
there's a uh, new boots and uh, and a special like travel towel, and uh, it's got a bunch of your favorite preserved foods in there, and uh, a new kind of soap that's good for your skin. Aww. He uh, he pats you on the shoulder. I'm so proud of you, honey. <laughs> I make the face that I can't actually complain now. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Virgin <laughs> might be queen, but we we all know <laughs> we all know that the bright boot kind of wields the song power. Right. Well, uh, Ma and and Ma. So I went and talked to Grand's. And uh, oh, what'd she say? Well, so she told me something uh, that I hadn't thought of before that I think is quite important for us to discuss before I go off on this grand journey that you're exiling me for. <laughs> it rolls her eyes at you. It isn't an exile. I'll show you what an exile looks like. I, I, I do remember, you know, all the times that you sent me away for a, you know, what is it, a minute to be alone with my thoughts in the banishment uh, room. Yes. I'm, I'm going to avoid that one from, uh, from now on. That's all right. But, Gran said that we've been, you know, a wee bit keeping to ourselves. A wee bit, mm, how'd you say, uh, I, think, I think the way she put it was uh, that we were insular and uh, quite a bit up our own asses. So, what I think Bridget is... thinks about it and says, mm, yes, yes. I think that's about right, yes. So, what I think... You, you get the impression that she doesn't think this is a bad thing. So, what I think is, you know, given that we're off to, uh, you know, stop uh, stop Faye and, uh, and save Knowles and do all kinds of other... Uh, you're you saving know, the Knowles? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you're sending me off with these people. I, I figured it was for well, the... I thought they were going generation. after the Knowles. What? They weren't going after the moles last night. Oh, great. I don't have to worry about all that flea powder. Woo! Safe from that one. Right ah! says, oh, but I did put some foot powder in there for you, darling. Oh, good. I'm going to break in these new boots. And this is one of those newfangled uh, waffled uh, texture uh, towels yeah. you got here. Well, anyways. So, if they comes... They are not going to stop with, uh, you know, the wine country and uh, and the cities and the ports and all that stuff. They're going to be coming for us too, you know. Right. And in the mountains, we can hold them off. Freya leans in and says, Aye, I've drawn up some excellent battle plans, assuming the undead come at, uh, at Boulder Hall from one of six different routes. Would you like to see them? I've got them all sketched out. I'm very proud of them. It's going to be a brilliant fight. Well, speaking of brilliant, when I spoke to Grams, we had this brilliant idea that if I were to go and go with these forester folk and fetch their magic folk in MacGuffin uh, and save their whole fucking country, then, uh, you know, we could get a seat at the uh, at the table and then we wouldn't have, uh, you know, foresters coming and asking us for shit all the time. We'd actually have a way to talk to people and, you know, have better trades so that we didn't have all these trade routes that had gone to shite. And, uh... You know, like there's a record scratch, the music stops. I don't think that it's not only, not only, Ma, is it the right thing to do so that we can be showing that we're the best folk in all of Aglarons, but other Ma, it's strategically important. Brandon it's, and some, Freya. it's some sound strategy. <laughs> even. Ah! Brandon and Freya look at each other for a moment and they're like, oh no, nope. 
no, 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 no. We, no, 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 no. Freya's like, we are not going to be subjects of Aglaron. We're dwarves. What? We wouldn't be subjects, you know? I'll just, you know, get over there and talk to the inner king and say, oh, we just saved your country, uh, you know. Let's work out some trade deals and shite. Trade says, what do they have that we want? Well, I don't know. We haven't fucking asked in how many years now? I don't know. Uh, my big great-grandpa, I think, said something about the time that the uh, humans had arrived in Aglaron. Something about that. So, right. so we've checked relatively recently. Well, you know what? Gramson, I think we haven't. So I think that it might be best if you're sending me off on this cockamamie exile that I ought to, you know, make sure that our people grow tighter together. Uh, Some synergy. Brangian and Freya both look extremely uh, unconvinced. But uh, Freya leans in and says, Gran said this? I mean, Mama, your gran? Said that? Out loud? With her mouth? Well, I mean, you know, she made noises that eventually got around to that. So, a speak. The, the queens look decidedly uncomfortable. Brangian says, well, you know, Mod was always the wisest of us. Freya's like, oh, I and she keeps rubbing that in. That's what you get being a cleric. I mean, it's true. And besides, you know, if nothing else, then uh, we can go out there and we can show them how to make a real chippy. You know, because I'm sure they ain't no shite about cooking or definitely not frying. Bright Boots strokes his majestic gray beard and says, the girl does have a point. Doramog has been saying that uh, he's had some interest in heading off into human hands, lands as well, uh, of course, Hanamora's got nothing for it. It might be worth listening to her. Branchian shrugs and says, well, eh, go do the thing, and we'll see where that lands us with Agrond. It's entirely possible, but by the time you get back, that'll be pasted by Thay anyway. Well, you know, here's the thing, Ma. If you're sending me out there and they get pasted by Thay, I'm going to be out there too, so... <laughs> Come back through the tunnel, won't you, smart girl? Well, I, I, I perhaps I will. Perhaps I will. Perhaps I will. But uh, you know, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna make the best of this and be proactive and uh, make you proud. Brandy uh, comes down and takes your hands and says, "I've always been proud of you. I've been proud of you since you can walk." This is not what you have to do to make me proud of you. I'm, I'm already there. Well, I, but you're the one that sent me away, aren't you? No. Sort of. A, a bit. It was, it a, was bit. It, a bit. A bit. This will be good for you. You need to get out and experience things. I was an adventurer for many years uh, when you were growing up, as you recall, and that gave me the power and the wisdom to, to govern here. You need that same experience. All right, and as a do, I'll make new alliances and uh, and make sure that we have uh, have lots of friends and uh, we have strong allies in government. Because well, you're the one who will be queen one day. Right, exactly. You know, I'm just doing what's best. Well, you've got at least another grams. 50 years or so. Well, I better make all 49 and a half of them count then, do it. Ah. Sure. Go well, find them. 
Freya comes over and uh, engulfs you in a crushing hug and says, Ah, you are always my favorite niece. Good luck out there. Well, well uh, thank you, Ma. And Brangine and Brightbrute come forward and uh, give you big hugs as well. No. Brightbrute says, Now be very careful. Uh, I think that wizard's about at the point where he might be able to do sending. So please consider the sending home every once in a while. Yeah, he's uh, probably uh, so close. So close. I love. I love that you can tell just by looking at him. Although the the sapphire microphone might be a dead giveaway. Right. Wait, I got a call for a very long time. <laughs> he knows how it goes. Right. It was I'll, a different uh, edition, but still, hey. it's not too different. Right, so warily, uh, not entirely pleased that my reverse psychology has still had me sent off. Uh, I'm gonna go down to. Uh, I'm gonna have no, because I'm a princess. I want to have somebody be sent up from the uh, the lizard stables. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's an excellent leather worker, and I'm gonna have them join me in heading over to where these forester folk are. All right. It is easy enough to summon up a leathersmith. Great. <laughs> leathersmith. <laughs> That's what they're called. Uh, all right. So who's doing what next? I'm still scribing spells. I got nothing interesting. I believe we are... I'm like accepting time. deliveries of all the goods. Like I'm... <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can be slightly interrupted. It's fine. We're all just finishing our preparations in the ready room. Great. In that case, I show up. All right. Well, I have uh, have good news uh, and I have better news. Uh, The good news is that. Oh, no. Better better news first. Oh, better news. All right. Well, the better news. We have music again now that we're past the record scratch. Oh, we have music again? Yes. How fancy. Right. Well, the better news is I have one of the best leather workers from down uh, down by the, uh, you know, where we keep the stables. And uh, Ras, I think since you're such an accomplished fella, I think you would be perfect to be the lizard mount that I ride in the battle. So uh, he's going to go ahead and get you set up with a saddle. I, I look at Victor. She's joking, isn't she? It's hard to tell what dwarves. We're guests here. You should... Uh... Probably at least get fitted. Wait, what? Is that a command, Victor? No, you don't have to have a saddle if you don't want to. You can have people ride you bareback. It's fine. I've got good thighs. I'll be able to hold on just fine. Uh, No, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) Be off with you, leather boy. I look around the room like, what just happened here? The smith looks at Ross and then looks at Belwin and then looks at Ross and looks at Belwin and looks at Ross and looks real disappointed and then leaves. <laughs> right then. Uh, so that was that was the better news. The good news is I'll be joining you on this grand expedition to uh, Singin' Sands. Singin' Sands? Whatever the fucking sands are. Well, sure, I mean, that's what your, your mom... And mom said, right? So we're good to go. Yeah, it wasn't fully agreed at the time. Right. We will appreciate having a guide through the tunnels. It would not be good 
to get lost underground. All right, right. We'll need to get one of those as we uh, as we head for those tunnels. But more importantly, I'll be able to go with you so that when we're successful in the sands and bring back the MacGuffin, I'll be able to meet your king and we'll be able to have a great time making a better uh, union between our stronghold and your um, whatever energies you got out there. I mean, we arms. We uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely that. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Something yeah, along yeah. those lines will probably happen. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you're not just so you're not going to guide us through tunnels at all. We need to find a professional tunnel guide. What? No, I mean I've been down tunnels before. Yeah. I've been down lots of tunnels too. Ah! Oh, hello. Where, where did you come from? I... Who is this guy? Oh, maybe oh. you can introduce me to your friends, Victor. No, no, Malagon, he's an amazing artist. He's oh, no, it's nice to be recognized. It's true. Ross once again looks at Malaga or uh, at Victor, just like what what is even happening right now? <laughs> uh, Malagar is was sent to us by Perrin as reinforcements. I he he's a desert expert. Yes, and and I I uh, also have business in the singing sands, and uh, well, being Perrin and I uh, have been good friends for a while. Malagar, by the way, is wearing a, a white satin robe, and he has a leather eye patch on, and he's also carrying a, and the eye that you can see is a little bit bloodshot right now, and he's carrying a really big paper bag full of fried potatoes that he's eating as he's talking to you. Oh, and there's a big uh, holy symbol of uh, uh, Sune hanging around his neck. Yeah. Kind of gaudy. So, first of all, Sherzy's. Yeah, yes, yes, please. These are you dwarves fry the best potatoes. Oh, I would do. You should see us fry some fish. Ooh. And Belwin leans over and whispers, Are you fucking high? I think so. That's that's what Bert said that this substance would do. We need to share that too after we get done talking to these fucking people. I, I have a very big bag of it that Bert uh, blessed me with. I just are over at Victor to kind of wave him over. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think we should tell Belwyn now that there's not a a king or a queen of of Aglaron? It's ruled by a council. I mean, or should I, we just should we just hold hold Pat? I think that might be best. We just hold Pat, right? It seems like the type of person that just kind of takes things as they come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she sees like she could just roll the punches. It'll be yeah. fine. She, uh, yes. Y'all look up from your conversation, and uh, Ross is also now into the uh, the the drugs that Malagar has acquired from Bert. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you don't eat. Well, you shouldn't eat it. I, I guess you could eat it. I've never tried I'll eating it. Eat the last one. Are these not the same? Before the uh, celebrations really take off, I'd like to inform uh, Belwin and Malagar that we are actually taking a large detour. Uh, away from the Singing Sands to uh, help the gnolls with their plight and hopefully get them out from under the thumb of they. Wait, what? How big of a detour? Uh, I don't know. Many days. Wizard, 20 miles. Wizard armies. It's 20 miles. It's like a day of travel. 
uphill both ways in the snow. Solid looks at Malagar. It's like, you know, for a sec, bro, I thought these edibles weren't shite, but now I'm hearing all kinds of crazy things. I I am as well. Why why are you making this detour? I, I thought you were going directly to the Singing Sands. I, I was told. Apparently, Perrin has decided that the right thing to do would be to rescue these gnolls and bring them to the safety of Aglarond. Do I have the right of that? Huh. That fickle asshole. Yeah, well, I, I don't... Did uh, he give any sort of a um, a reasoning behind it, Wildfire? Be- be- behind the uh, change? He thought it, they would be useful allies. Okay. So we'll need to prioritize um, making them allies, I guess. All right, well, you know, it's a very noble thing to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I can't quite say I'm glad to be a part of it, but, you know, we'll make the best out of it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be kind of like a warm-up, I guess, before the, the big show in the desert. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of mm-hmm. shake our kinks out by uh, assaulting a Thayan stronghold in the, you know, in Thay. I mean, you know, you gotta, you, gotta, you don't want to start too easy. That's true, yeah. For <laughs> reference, we at a normal travel pace, we could travel 24 miles. So we are going two days out of our way, plus however long this takes to actually rescue them. That okay. is quite a detour. Three days, maybe four. <laughs> so you're saying... I'm looking to get some personal revenge on some Thayan necromancers for what they did to Mira. I'm hopeful we don't actually run into any Thayan necromancers. That would be optimal. The but, intel you know, we, we'll we got were that these Thayans were the enchanter flavor. Wait a minute, I thought she jumped in a fucking cauldron. What part of revenge and are we... I thought the cauldron was already broke. The cauldron was not appropriately labeled. And that kind of thing really bothers Ross. Oh, that it fucking gets you. We gotta get these bastards. <laughs> they violated oh, so many OSHA regulations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have any ocean regulations here, but uh, I'm gonna guess that that's important to you. I think it's DOSHA, Dwarven Occupational Self <laughs> Safety and Health Administration. <laughs> Right, completely different. Like much you guys better. put railings around huge pits in there. Like if there's river of lava, you're more than likely to put at least a, a trip guard on it. Well, of course, we got fucking unions. What are you saying? <laughs> Run around all willy nilly. What? Actually, <laughs> all of you know August off for holiday. Is true. I think we should um, finish preparing then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malagar, so, it's a pleasure to have you along. I mean, Perrin spoke highly of you. Ah, that's good. Uh, he is. I I also hold him in in, in great esteem. And um, so you're a desert expert and a a licensed cleric. Does that yes. involve healing wounds or casting magics, or are you just like? I've been known to lay on hands. All right. Keep us. That was a weird way of saying that. 
What? It's what it said in the pamphlet. <laughs> Laying on hands. Is there some sort of, like, uh, application we have to fill out to uh, approve you laying hands on us? Uh, ideally, of... I would have your uh, vocal consent for these types of things. Well, but what if the person's unconscious? Maybe we should form write up some kind of release for each of us, so that if we're unconscious, you'll still feel empowered to do the laying on of hands. You're just you know... for an excuse to do paperwork. Oh, no, I... never. Why? You know that's actually a really good uh, good idea. I, I have a number of releases here. I'm sure I could modify them from uh, oh, nude modeling God. to uh, uh, consensual healing. Well, I have a couple examples. We should definitely go over them a little bit. Excellent. Did he say nude modeling? Uh, you're yeah, a natural, right? He, he did. Yes. Well, it's not like you're gonna take much off. You got what a loincloth on, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of such silliness around modesty. It wasn't modesty. I just didn't expect a cleric drow to be into that sort of thing. Oh, I mean, shit. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go to the surface now. You all don't have railings. You probably don't <laughs> even have nudes on page six. So you're what publications, right? Brother Funder has a good point. Sorry. Brother Funder also has a good point that we should probably have a... We should specify Revivify or no Revivify as part of the legal release form. We can cover this. Whether or not it's the Fae Special Arcane Revivify. Exactly. That is a big difference. I don't think any of us want the Fae Special. Listen, sometimes we got to know if there are extraordinary measures or not. It's fine. It's just it's important to know. We can talk about your medical orders. <laughs> so I guess the last thing is, do we do we need a guide through the tunnels? Like, do we need to find a dwarven guide through the tunnels? No, no, I got a fucking map. Oh, oh I, great. you mean the tunnel under the river? Yes. yes. I mean, I, I came in that way. Oh, okay. Go out. Oh, and good. They, what they, they, they said they have help here. They said it hadn't been used in, like, a long time, but I guess... Well, no, it's not particularly used for trade, because it's not like we're rushing to get trade with any fucking fans, like... Ooh, yeah, that's out. true. Yeah. But people travel. So what did you encounter on the way in? A number of things. We'll discuss it later. Very well. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yes, he encountered things. I'll also, tell you all about it in this off-camera scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be leaving at the crack of dawn, or whenever the dwarves tell us it's the crack of dawn, because we're just taking their word for it at this point. Actually, the Grand Hall at Boulder Hall has a few windows that let in actual sunlight. Ooh, very cool. Well, right then. Uh, you should probably, well, yeah, you should probably go tell the queens that you're going to, you know, do the whole Knoll thing. Are you going to go tell the Knolls that too? <clears throat> like, surprise, here's your fucking matriarchs. I bet you didn't think you were going to get them back. Oh, you big pumps. That is an excellent point. Um, Victor and whoever wants to come along will 
go tell the the queens or if they're busy their agent that uh, we are going to rescue the gnolls. All right. Or try to, or die trying. So, so where are you going? Are you talking to the gnolls? You're talking to the queen? I'm talking to the queens. Okay. Uh... Right. Oh, so the queens can be found in the throne room, uh, and they're. <laughs> Uh, have a bunch of ministers, and it looks like they're they're working out some sort of business of state. But when Victor comes in, uh, Freya is like, "Oi! Finally, a good reason to get away from this. Come over here, have a drink." All right, Victor will belly up to the table and uh, accept their libation. Ooh, shoot! All of you, Psst. we'll come get you in a bit. Uh, Freya leans over. Thank you for the rescue, trade minister. Brangian kind of has a dark look on her face. Like, she did not particularly want to interrupt that meeting, but done is done, and now she's too polite to say anything. <laughs> so, uh, Victor, Brangian says, how, how may we help you? I just wanted to inform you that uh, we talked to the higher-ups, or, you know, we got the sinning spell, and they want us to change our course and rescue the gnolls, or Try and no. get the gnolls liberated. I'm sure the gnolls will be quite happy about that. Uh, well, I, you'll still need to go through the tunnel to get to that side of the river without having to deal with uh, Thay and aerial forces as well. Uh, so good, I guess. Do you need to talk to the gnoll delegation again? And what do you think we should do with them? You had talked about perhaps letting them go to southwest Agleron so they can or something? Well, they'll definitely come here first, because you know, those shy well, I'm talking the, the two that we got. Oh, uh, I'll let I'll let Silvio deal with that, whatever he thinks is best. Excellent! I like good delegation in a leader. leader. <laughs> and Freya thumps you on the arm hard. But uh, yeah, so in Derry, if things go well, and you know, a handful of days, there'll be what a thousand gnolls show up or ten thousand? I can't remember. Brangian very clearly and through gritted teeth says it was a thousand. Yeah, so a thousand gnolls will show up. I mean, they'll all be above ground. I mean, we we won't try and take them through the tunnels. I can't imagine. No, uh, they will definitely have to come through the Shivar Pass the long way. But, uh, you know, they'll probably be sore afoot and, you know, being chased by those aerial forces that we will avoid by using the tunnels. So um, just kind of keep a lookout. I will uh, tell our uh, our far rangers to do so. Uh, so while you're here, Rangian says, I would like to talk to you about a matter quite important to me. She uh, kind of leans over and gets rather close to Victor and says, you're taking my middle child out into the dangerous wide world. I am remanding the safety of a princess of the dwarves to you, to the foresters, and to Aglarond. Please be sure she comes to no particular harm. I mean, it's okay if she gets bloodied up now and then. That's just good for her. But, and you know, the odd, 
you know, death and revivify is something that just happens from time to time. I'm fine with that, but make, <laughs> make sure, make sure she's all right in the end. Please. Okay. So you want her to travel with us pretty much the whole way through it. She had that, mentioned, she had mentioned it, but she's um, a little glib. So I wasn't sure exactly if she was just going to see us through the tunnels but no i think she's in for the whole ride uh she and i had quite a fun discussion about it this morning quite a <laughs> discussion well she is a she's a a um dotty warrior and uh and oppositional defiant child and uh we will include her in our group and try and protect her yes she is a dear love of my life and i would be heartbroken for eons should she come to serious harm so please don't let that happen i'm not saying i'd invade aglarond over it but i'd certainly certainly consider it do you have a like a less loved third daughter we could take <laughs> or fourth? No, I only have three children and I love them all equally. Okay. Anagora is quite a lady of the realm. There's no way she'd go out the adventure. Doramag is needed for his work with the army. Uh, so, Belwin it is. <laughs> Very well. Um, It'll, I look forward to traveling with her and learning more about the dwarves. Aye, she needs to learn more about you too, apparently, says her grand. Mm. Uh, what more do you need from us? Uh, that was it. I just wanted to tell you about the thousand gnolls that might be showing up. I appreciate and, uh, it. Five more sticks of full plate. Uh, I appreciate you telling us about that. That had been most unfortunate for us to discover each other the hard way. Although, practically speaking, by the time they get here, they'll probably be whittled down to like 500, 600, so. Moles are pretty tough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess if you point me towards the envoys, I'll tell them the good news. Um, uh, yes. Uh, Euphrini and Sarishal. Uh She whistles, Freya whistles sharply at one of the guards and makes a hand gesture. She'll show you where they are. Okay. Um, actually, I might have them brought to our ready room so they can talk with the whole group because everyone might have questions for them. That's no problem. They seem to be extraordinarily well behaved. Not mm -hmm. that we're not watching them carefully, but they seem to be extraordinarily well behaved. Well, I'm risking the lives of my squad on, you know, their say so. So hopefully they're at least um, not some sort of Thane trick. <sighs> So, <clears throat> Franchine kind of makes a face. I uh, I talked to him earlier today, and I hit him with a zone of truth. Ah, zone of truth. Yes, and I believe they are entirely genuine. Because there was no way in fucking hell I was sending my daughter out <laughs> with something that might be a fan trap. That is a powerful... Um... Weimer to use, but uh, to be honest, I'm grateful you used it in this case, because it is a dangerous undertaking we're going to do, and really, I just don't give the Thanes the satisfaction of falling for, for one of their traps. Like, we got you with the fake dolls, you know? 
we knew if we just set up with a sob story, you'd come running into our trap, and then they'd laugh their evil laughs, and we'd be like, damn it. No, I uh, I don't get out to do much paladining out in the field anymore. My children and my uh, subjects, she says to the guards who kind of like roll their eyes, won't uh, let my sister and I out into the fun anymore because we're queens. But that's not to say I still don't have some spells. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. And uh, it'll probably be a long time before we return, but we are grateful for your hospitality. Die! Kick him in the jump, says <laughs> I'll I'll do that for you. <laughs> she says, I really wish I was going with you instead of Belvin, but they won't let me. <laughs> I feel like that's a signal to rescue her. <laughs> I, uh, when I, I turn return, around and turn this whole campaign to rescuing the Dwarven Queen now. Yeah, when I, like I return it. to the party, I say, "Screw the gnolls, we gotta rescue the Dwarven Queen." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. She'll kick her. She'll kick your asses if you try to rescue her. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so the gnolls should be arriving shortly. Uh, we could ask them for any more details that you think would be useful. Um, now that we are going, excellent. Right. Well, I'm glad everyone has been informed appropriately. Yes. <laughs> That's a weird way to say it. Yeah. Joe, you are so evil. <laughs> no comeuppance! No comeuppance. There will never be any consequences to this. No. Uh, but Wildfire, you should be, you should be uh, happy. The Queen said that we could question the gnolls while everyone was under a zone of truth. That should be useful. No, they already questioned them. <laughs> no, I was just fucking oh, with my fire. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm very busy scribing. I will yes. get right back to you. But you guys go ahead. It's, it's all good. I trust you all to, to get the right information. Yeah, no, I don't want to be. No, no, it'll be fine. I'm, I'm just too busy to be. I'm too busy. I can't interrupt the process. I'm in the middle of learning Misty Step. I want to get that Ventura touch going. I just got a lot to do today. All right, so uh, uh, so from the knolls before they show up, we we know where we're going, and we have it on the map thanks to their description and the magical, uh, basically map machine that we have. Um, we know that there's nine matriarchs, right? Yep. We know that to some degree they're probably going to be enchanted. Um, so we'll probably need to break enchantments to free them. Um, so I guess what we want to know is like how to identify the matriarchs, how to keep the gnolls from killing us when we meet them, and anything else they know that's useful. Well, I can answer one of those for you. All right. The matriarchs are both the biggest ones and they have mm. the biggest, thickest of these pseudo peni that are always just real excited to see ya. <laughs> so huh. when you show up, it's just it's it's just really impressive. You know, you might not want to let Ras see it since it seems like a bit of a prude, but Well you have to remember they're being enchanted. <laughs> so perhaps they're in a oh, you know in like a fugue state where they wouldn't be quite as enthusiastic. 
Wait, are you saying that they might have caged the matriarchs? No, I did not. And so have the gnolls showed up yet? <laughs> uh, there's a knock at your door, and uh, a dwarven guard opens the door and says, uh, I have a couple of gnolls for you. Yep. Well, so maybe they can answer whether they're showers or growers or not. <laughs> uh, and the two gnolls walk in. They actually have to kind of duck under the door frame because the gnolls are kind of on the taller side of humanoids. And uh, the dwarf quarters are built for generally humans at the tallest. Like a dragonborn would be notedly uncomfortable. And probably Bert has bonked his head on a few ceilings before. <laughs> uh, so Sarashal and Euphrini are shown into the room and they kind of stand there looking uncomfortable. And uh, Euphrini says, uh, we were summoned. How, how may we help? Uh, we hope that you have... Uh, uh, we hope to convince you to free our matriarchs and we are um, willing to do whatever is necessary for that to happen. Well, we have decided to try and free your matriarchs. So all you need to do now is give us anything you know that can help us do that. The gnolls grin, great uh, hyena-like grins showing entirely too many teeth. And uh, their ears perk forward. And uh, Euphrini says, you will? Excellent! Ha! <laughs> Page, I out-tooth their toothy grin with a toothy grin of my own. Oh, yeah? Make me a toothy grin check. Oh, I will. You're going like, man, for not having unions, they have really good dental care. <laughs> that might be like... 16! I'm getting there. Plus... Oh, wow. Oh, snap. Uh Paige, Paige, not that I want to belittle your your nat 20 on the toothy grin roll, but you did forget to use your your advantage, which this <laughs> could be your only attempt. <laughs> uh, next roll. I did it, guys. Next roll. Right. Inspiration. <laughs> Get burned in here and we'll have a height off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the gnolls have looked like they make a whole cultural lifestyle out of intimidation checks. Yeah, with a not twenty, they do. Yeah, she's a <laughs> I'm feeling it. So uh, Sarah Shaw and Euphini, uh, you can't or you won't be traveling with us. Um, how will we convince the gnolls we meet? You know, as we approach the fortress, not to, you know, eat us. Ross oh. prefers badges if at all possible. Mm -hmm. Badges? Mm. I do. And I, I produce the uh, do not kill me, I'm a forester badge. Uh, no, that, that won't work. But uh, the knoll holds up a paw. And you can see in the the palm of that paw a, a glyph marked into it in scar tissue. Uh, but we usually uh, show allegiance through uh, a marking ceremony. Uh, oh, all right. So all we got to do is, uh, you know, 
just superheat a disc with a strange colored piece of glass in the middle and then grab it with our hands. <laughs> yep, that's where that works. You take back three cubits for the Hebrew gods. Uh, no, it's usually done with a matriarch's claw. Uh. <laughs> is it always the same symbol? We could maybe get it made into stone, some kind of stone token by the dwarves. They are rather excellent at that kind of craftsmanship. Can they add a badge back to it? <laughs> sure they can. Gnolls are much more likely to respect that than anything crafted by hand. Because anyone can craft anything by hand, but to take that mark implies that you sat still during the time that somebody was doing it to you because you wanted it. Alright, well I've got five straws here. One of them short. And, uh... You know. I mean, which, I mean there's um, only four... They only have four hands in total, so it would be four straws? So, Paige, which uh, which of the gnolls has uh, been doing most of the talking? Sarishal or Euphini? Euphini's been doing most of the talking. Uh, so I will I will approach Euphini and say, um, if I take this brand for you, you understand that we will forever be intertwined. Euphini, Euphini lays their ears back and clearly thinks about it and says, I understand that. At this point in time, you become, uh, I'm not sure how the, you would become newest, least male of the, are, are you male? I am. And I won't hold such a lowly position for long. <laughs> I'm sure you can move up the ranks of the males as you see fit. In that you shall become honorary member of the tiger tribe of my folk. With this, we trade scale and mark. Accepted. Elwyn leans over to Malagar. Oh, uh, are we stopping for a fucking wedding before we head out? Is that what's going on here? Shh, shh, shh. This is I... a minute. Don't you ruin it. I, I think that's the level of commitment that they've just, um, I yeah. Mean, they, they family. It's kind of a marriage of convenience, but... For the third time since we started this campaign, Ross will remove a scale like the other two haven't even grown back yet. This is awful, y'all. They're starting to look a little higgly-piggly. Oh, yeah. Awful. And I will, will trade scales uh, slash marks with uh, Euphini. All right, Euphini uh, takes the scale and opens a small pouch on their harness and puts it in there um, and then says, give me your paw. I will hold out my claw. And takes your hand and turns it over so they can see the palm and says, this is going to hurt. Wait, before you start with that, let me uh, let me just call for a wedding cake just so that we can all celebrate you know, <laughs> by the time this all is over. Whatever your custom. Why would we want cake? I don't actually like sweet things. I can't really taste them. Meat? You should try the ones made of meat. I think uh... they call them meat pies. They are 
better than you would expect. I think I actually have a meat pie in here, and I, I pull out a meat pie out of the bag of holding. <laughs> meat pie. I think I have six of them, actually. Yep, six. Uh, so the the gnoll takes your hand and then kind of holds it pretty tight. And then, uh, actually, no, before they do that, they reach in their pack and they pull out a little small like, pocket knife and they sharpen up one of their claws and put that up, grab your hand, take the claw, and then drag a symbol into it. And it takes, it's pretty ornate, it takes five or ten minutes to do it, and it's cut deep. Like, the cuts are easily half an inch deep into your palm. I mean, Paige, I'm now suddenly realizing the just the... I lost on every aspect of this trade, because both their tradition and my tradition both involved causing me pain. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Uh, but at the end of 10 minutes, you have a super sliced up right hand uh, with a bleeding symbol cut into it. I, I take it in stride. I only, you know, cry once. <laughs> As you wish. But don't worry. They're just crocodile tears. Oh! All right. That's what? it. That killed the show. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. I can't end it any better than that. It's gonna take us a while to recover from that. The, maybe the title for this one should be Crocodile. Maybe a whole week. Maybe a whole week. Yeah, I yes. need a whole week to recover from that one. Yeah. Coda, that was excellent. You will start next week with a point of inspiration <laughs> just like me. <laughs> I mean, I do want to take this time to remind everybody that uh, Feats and Tables HR is would like you to know that we cannot be held responsible for any puns experienced during this this stream. I mean, that's why they're here for the puns. <laughs> clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly not for us to you know. They know who we are. <laughs> I mean, they got to put up with our role play. Just thinking of the, the sweet, sweet puns. Oy vey. It's true. That's right. We also... Ha oh, I could have used a player inspiration for my teeth grin. Damn it. I forgot about it. You're right. Thank you, Kurgosh. Kurgosh, you got to keep us on the straight and narrow. Well, mm -hmm. All right. Well, Joe, are we on the right screen? I mean, we're on a screen. It's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a second. I'm transitioning. I'm doing it right now. Screens. There you go. Okay. Thank you, our dearly beloved chat, for joining us on this adventure in the inadvertent wedding of Ross and Euphini. <laughs> please, uh, please like, follow, and subscribe. That would be real nice. Uh, and also, uh, thank you, chat, for inspiration, both figuratively and literally. We, uh, we love having you with us. Talking to y'all is the highlight of my week. Um, We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters, Coda including. Uh, so let's see. We, of course, have Old Slow Tiger, who just gift subs, uh, subbed uh, Andrew down in chat there. And we've got our newest follow uh, follower, Super Negative Nancy. So, Super Negative Nancy, I hope that that follow makes you a little bit less negative. <laughs> or I mean, you want to be negative. Or more negative. More negative. Yes. Or more negative. So or more Nancy. negative makes you happy. Super <laughs> duper negative, Nancy. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. 
All right, so please join us next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch to see what happens next. And follow us to the Bye, everybody. Love you. Love you. Thanks for joining us.